0: Samaritan's Purse is in the process of setting up an emergency field hospital in western Ukraine. The DC-8 cargo plane airlifted the initial phase of the hospital on March 4th, along with Disaster Assistance Response Team members, including doctors, nurses, logistics, and other personnel. The field hospital will have two operating rooms with capacity for 14 major surgeries or 30 minor surgeries per day. The emergency room can handle 100 patients per day, and the facility also has a pharmacy and its own water and sanitation system. Ukrainian families are hurting and in desperate need of physical aid and prayer during this difficult time. You can be a part of helping the people of Ukraine. Donate now at SamaritansPurse.org.
1: Coming up in this episode of Finding Common Ground.
2: I have a corporate credit card.
1: (laughs) I have an ostrich
2: skin briefcase. I have ostrich skin shoes. I go around and make deals. God, you don't, do you really understand what you're asking me to do?
0: I'm learning that even though I may not want to go through every door, I've got
2: to. Sometimes we're ridiculous. Sometimes we just, we we need Jesus and our wives because we're ridiculous sometimes.
1: There are two sides to every coin.
0: How do we deal with racial issues when they affect relationships? Finding common ground on all those issues that we come against.
1: There's black and there's white. And I
0: think as Christians, we have to learn how to get together because we're not in heaven. I've met more interesting people just by God just bringing them
1: in. Republicans and Democrats. But a
2: lot of times, when it comes to race and it comes to culture and it comes to perception, Even as Christians, we don't always understand A part of what we have to do is listen to each other, find the common ground, and question, not questioning you like you're on a witness stand, but questioning you for a better
0: understanding. Dear Heavenly Father, just uh, thank you for allowing us to have another week in your presence. Thank you for the blessings you've given us this past week. We ask that uh, you give us blessings going forward. Lord, uh, we thank you for the air we breathe. We thank you for the sunshine you give us. We thank you for the rain that keeps everything green. We bless your name.
2: God, as we continue to observe and be aware of things, I know that I travel a lot up and down the highways back and forth to Charleston, back and forth caring for my mother and I see so many accidents along the way and just want to just say thank you for traveling mercies. Quite often when I talk to people and one of the last things they say when I'm traveling is be safe and you know I don't even think about it but God I just want to say thank you for safety, thank you for comfort and just thank you for allowing me the wherewithal to continue to go and take care of my mother as she's taking care of me. So God we thank you for this program and as we continue to Share the good news. Of Jesus the Christ, we just say thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' precious name, we pray and believe. Amen. Amen. Spent um, this weekend going to check on my mother. Uh, she's doing well. You know, it's nothing like a, a God fearing, God loving mother who just tell you like it is, no matter how big you get. Because it's not Reverend Odell Cleveland. It's nothing that. It's just Punkin. You know, her nickname for me is Punkin Bill, and it's because I'm sweet, not because I have a big head.
0: <laughs> I may start calling you pumpkin i don't know <laughs> that's great hey i got a question for you yes sir how did you become a christian
2: oh wow how did i become a christian you know it's interesting you would say that ask that question we went to a little church in the community that my mother would send us to sunday school all the time and we would quite often get the money that she gave us for Sunday school and we wouldn't put that money in church. We would hold on to that money and on the way home we went by the little community store and got something called two four penny cookies. You know, you pay a penny, you get two cookies and we would buy some other things, but you had to always eat it before you got back home, Bill, because you couldn't go back home with cookies and candy because it's like, what did you do with the money? And it wasn't a lot of money. I think maybe a nickel or a dime or something like that. But over the years where I'm doing the Easter speeches and my speech was always, you know, my sister had big old long speeches. She ended up going to Duke University on academic scholarship. And my, my little speech was, Jesus saved, Jesus loved you. It's just something simple from that perspective. And I played with God a long time. I played in the church a long time. I tap danced in church, I went to church. But being saved was different. Because I had friends when I got older, you know, tried to force me to accept Jesus Christ, the Lord and personal Savior. Just, you know, I don't know if you ever went that experience where somebody's trying to force Jesus on you. But one day I came home from college and I was home and a guy I knew and I he came down the street and I asked him, what's going on? What's up? What's up? And he's like, you know, yeah, some good stuff, Odell. And I'm like, what's the good stuff? He said, Jesus Christ. I said, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, I don't want to hear this Jesus stuff. So he invited me to go to church. So I went to church with him. And guess what, Bill? What? It was a white church.
0: Uh-oh.
2: Uh-oh, it was a white church, Bill. And I remember going, I don't even know the preaching name. And I said to myself, oh, come on, God, not that you got me going to church. Now, the friend was a black guy. He didn't tell me it was a white church. So I went to the church, and I, the guy was preaching. And he was just preaching and he said, does anybody want to be saved? And you know what Odell did? Odell popped up. It's just, I didn't plan it. I didn't plan I was just going to church. I was just going to church.
0: You sure you weren't trying to leave? (laughs) No, no, no. I wasn't trying to leave. The
2: Holy Spirit just raised me up. And I got saved at the age of 21, wow. and I've been saved ever since. Mm. I know. I know it sounds crazy. I'm 61 now. Mm. I never even thought about it. So, you know, I went to school in South Carolina. So dot, 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 you know, 21, 61, I think 40 would get me there, right? That's it. That's, that's the it. way it is. So, so that's how I got saved, Bill. And I've been trusting God ever since. And I just, I was one of these, not fanatics, but, I mean, I was just on fire for God. And I remember going back to college, and my roommates, man, could see – Unlike you, I wasn't always perfect in college. I had girlfriends with an S. You know, mm-hmm. I did things with yep. an S I shouldn't yep. do. I drunk things I I shouldn't. I just had a lot of stuff going on. And then I came back because I was the life of the party. And I came back to college and my college roommates were like, what happened to you? Yeah. And then you know what they did, Bill? What did they do? It was a bet. Let's see how long he stays saved. I I know. I'm just telling you how how, how black folk do it. And I know you get saved, everybody. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Kumbaya. But folk are like, nah, I know him. See, that's the thing about giving Jesus Christ your life. Because people who knew you before you were saved, they will say, I know you. And then others would be afraid of you because it's like, if you changed, then they might have to change. And then they're uncomfortable around you because how can family and friends who love you be uncomfortable with you? And it wasn't like I was trying to put him in a headlock, say, Jesus, 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 Jesus. I just didn't partake anymore. I just didn't partake anymore. And sometimes that make our friend and family members com- uncomfortable, Bill, mm-hmm. because I think that's what Jesus does. Because we find a better way.
0: Yep. Yep. And it's, it does make people feel uncomfortable. And, uh, and that's not your problem. That's theirs. You know, it's interesting when you're talking about all those isms that you were working on. We call that working on your testimony.
2: Okay. So right.
0: you're just working on your testimony. And uh, well, that's that's a great story. Now, obviously, that was at the beginning. And you're here now. Something had to happen in between.
2: Yes, yes. You what know, are some
0: big markers?
2: Oh, man, big markers is I fell in love. Oh. You know, I asked God for a wife.
0: And was she and Christian? the Bible
2: said, yes, the Bible says, the man who finds a wife finds a good thing. Mm. And then I asked God to show me my path in life. And he was able to show me my past and my future. And I just started believing one of the main scriptures I really stood on was greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Now, I don't know if that was a scripture or that was a song or a hymn. I didn't know what it was because I first got saved. When you're a baby Christian, you don't know. You think you know what's in the Bible. You don't know what's in the Bible. You know what people say. And let me just tell you about being a baby Christian. Let me tell you about being a mature Christian. Let me tell you about being an old Christian. Is some people in and out of the church who pray, P-R-A-Y, for you, and to some people in and out of the church who pray, P-R-E-Y, on you.
0: Mm -hmm. Just had a fire alarm, but we're still here. And then tell us about Welfare Reform. That had to be a marker in your life.
2: Oh, yeah, Welfare Reform was a faith-based, nonprofit organization that we got started. I was in um, seminary. You know, I went to, you know, you you get saved, you get involved in the church. You know, I'm one of these people who, You know, married for 35 years, getting ready to be 36, thank God. But I've been a member of the same church for 36 years, I guess. I'm just one of these old people who stick and stay, right? And the pastor one day asked the question, we needed some people to help with the prison ministry because a lot of men didn't help the prison ministry. I said, no, no, I'm wrong. At first, it was to drive the church van. So need needs people to drive the church van. I didn't know. I'm like, sure, I'll drive to the church fan. Had no idea the responsibility there is for the <laughs> church Man, You get there two hours before church, and you get home two hours after church. But I was single, so it didn't matter. Then later on, after I got married, um, it's like, okay, now we need somebody to head up the prison ministry. So I headed up the prison ministry. And I took in charge, I would write letters and I would do all that and communicate back and witness to the folks and all this, go to the prisons and it's nothing like going in prison. They close that door behind you. Ain't nothing like that.
0: Get your attention.
2: And and you sign over all your rights that while I'm in here, something happens. Oh wow. No one's responsible for it. The state's not responsible for it. You voluntarily went in there. You know, that kind of stuff or going down to the jails. But I did that and I went back to my senior pastor and said, going into prison, we just like serving Kool-Aid and cookies. We need to do something more. We need to be a chaplain. We need to do, get involved because the majority in prison people like this are young men who look like me, Bill. Mm. And he said, well, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I want to be a chaplain, but even though I had a business degree, from University of South Carolina Spartanburg, that didn't count. You had to have a social work degree. So I said, okay, I'm gonna go back to get my divinity degree. So that would count. So a master's in divinity. So I went back get my master's in divinity, and while I was doing that, I had to do something called a master's thesis. And the master's thesis was, I didn't want to say, you know, what did Paul mean in this scripture and all that. So it was the Black Church's response to the 1996 Welfare Reform Act. That's, you know, I figured. It was a little bit of business, a little bit of the church. I didn't have the professors, you know, breathing all down my throat because at the time, the 1996 Welfare Reform Act was just coming out. So how's the black church is going to respond? So I laid out all these things and my thesis because I was just doing a paper and I used some documentation from the church on what we call the uh, feeding program, all the people we fed and everything. And so I asked the pastor to let me use the documentation. I asked him to review my thesis And he read it and he said, can you do all the things you doing on paper? And being a young cocky pastor at the (laughs) time, I said, sure, I could do it. He said, well, do it. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa! Wait a minute now. You know, here I am. I'm from public housing, as you know. I'm sitting around with a ostrich skin briefcase and ostrich skin shoes and a good. suit, going to yeah, looking good, slim and trim. Now, yeah, yeah. you know, now I just look good. Yeah. The slim and trim <laughs> part, we got to work on that. But you know, and then a company car. At the time, it was the GGO, so we had company credit cards. So I was doing good. Mm. And he's like. No, you need to give this up. And I'm like, God, well, wait a minute, God. Wait a minute, God. Wait a minute now. You don't understand, God. You don't understand. Arguing for myself, I know I'm the only one who ever argued. God, you don't understand. I have a corporate credit card. I have an ostrich skin briefcase. I have ostrich skin shoes. I go around and make deals. God, you don't, do you really understand what you're asking me to do? And then I got a wife at home that I have to go home and share with her and tell her Hey, baby, uh, I think God is calling me to walk away from all of this that I worked so hard for that in my mind is a poor black boy growing up in the South that I thought that if I could get a corporate job and a company car, that's all I needed because I was running from poverty. But I was running from poverty, but running into the hands of God. He had his
0: hands open for you, waiting for you. But I didn't want waiting. it, Bill. Yeah, I, I didn't
2: know. want it. I wanted what I had. Yeah. God, me and you okay. I pay my tithes. I pay my offerings. I volunteer in the church. God, please just leave me alone. Yeah. Go after somebody else who ain't doing what he needs to do in this church. Leave me alone. I'm going to go sit in the back of the pew. You
0: know you know what? Many times, you, as I you hear, hear your story, uh, God opens doors. He was opening doors for you, and you didn't want to
2: walk through. But he started closing some, too. And when he started closing them... Got your attention? Got my attention. <laughs> Boy, I remember when I finally said I would, I had to go and talk to my wife first. And I remember talking to her, and she just started crying, man. She just started crying. It's like, no, no. And, and, and she said something to me, Bill, that's just even to this day. She said, is this you, Or is it God? She said, because I know you and I know your ego. I love you, but I know you and I know your ego. If it's you, I can't follow it. But if it's God, I will support you and follow it. And I said, baby, to the best of my ability, I believe this is God. She said, okay, Hmm. okay. But she started crying. Hmm. It's almost like, it's like you coming home with, no, everything's doing good. We finally can pay the bills. The children are young. Here you go, here you go again One of your crazy ideas, Odell Here you go again Man, Bill God pushes us Oh yeah God stretches us, God drags us God God says, stop everything and follow me Is he doing something that right now in your life? Oh man, with everything going on now With this radio show And just everything that's going on This is different This is different. Bill, who wants to talk about race relations in a time such as this? We want to talk about 4th of July. Hey, where's the hot dogs? Where's the hamburgers? Hey, red, white, and blue, I'm you. And we get to talk about stuff that nobody want to talk about, man.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. We've been blessed that way. And, you know, God's opened the doors for this show.
2: Yeah, but boy, God has a strange sense of humor. Sometimes you just me. And let me talk for me. I know nobody else feels this way. But sometimes God come at the most inconvenient time, though. <laughs> you know, just not now, God, not now. You know, you know, it's it's interesting with God and timing. When we need Him, we pray and we say. God comes when He's ready, but He's always on time. He may not come when you want Him, but He's always on time. As a preacher, yeah, we preach that, yeah. and then as black preachers, we say, "Ha ha!" <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> ha ha. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, you know, he he, I as I grew as a Christian, and boy, I'm still growing. Uh, the one of the first things that, besides being exposed to the Word and starting to comprehend the Word, it took years for that. That didn't happen overnight. Yeah, and uh, but the um, the thing that I found is when I said, you know, Lord, I don't like this particular thing. Don't say that. Oh yeah. Because yeah. he'll put you right in the middle of that. Yeah. And and I did that. I said, you know, I don't like homeless people, mm. particularly homeless men. I don't get them. They smell. I just don't want to be around them. And he put me in a ministry for homeless men. Wow. And feeding them at the Urban Ministry and put me on the board of directors of a homeless shelter for men, and it changed me. Mm. And then he closed that door at one point, and there's a lot of reasons why, and uh, he opened another one, and it was to work with high school kids. Mm. And I started with middle school boys, and then uh, moved the group that I had, wanted me to grow, uh, go into the high school with them. So I did middle school and high school, but then I'd pick them up in ninth grade, and they'd stay with me for Bible study and just hanging out and getting to mm-hmm. know each other, mentoring for uh, four years. Wow! All the way through. So it was a big commitment. Did that for about 16 years, and then God and I thought I was going to do that forever. Mm-hmm. I remember telling the 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 wife's pastor said, "I'm 62 now. I think I'm going to live to 90. That means I've got five <laughs> more youth groups to go through." And uh, and uh. And I got one more, and then he changed it. And hmm. uh, and and then he put he opened the door for scouts. And uh, and that door keeps opening and opening and opening. So I got to keep – I'm learning that even though I may not want to go through every door, I've got to.
2: Man, but just think about it, the scouts. Uh, you know, I want to talk a little bit, too, about the award that you got, the Silver Antelope Award. I mean, that's just like for all the region, distinguished service and everything, and the whole Boy Scouts of America. But just think about all the – boys who you've been able to influence, but also think about the fact that scouting is going through turmoil right now. Sure, Scouting is going through turmoil because you had some scouts that abused some boys. You have people who said that it'd never be a female Eagle Scout, and you're right there in the middle. You're right there in the national spotlight, and you're fighting for justice and truth, You're fighting for young ladies who want to be an Eagle Scout. So you're fighting folks, Bill. So you're in a position for a time such as this to fight for those who need to be the voice of those. How do you fight those battles? Because they're not your battles, but they are your battles. Yeah.
0: You know, that's a great question. That's a great question. Um, You know, I go back to the Scout Oath and Law. Mm. Duty to God. So I'm doing this because of God. Duty to country. Definitely. I love our country Mm -hmm. service to others. Mm. And that's what I'm doing. And then worry about yourself. And that's that's kind of how I stay focused. And I let God open the doors. Mm -hmm. And then the country part just comes along with it, quite frankly. And then the service to others is I just when people ask me to serve, I, I, I have the no syndrome. I can't say it. (laughs) <laughs> I just I'm I'm willing to help out wherever I can.
2: But but the whole idea that females going to get their egos oh, and get deal. on there. That's a big deal. I mean, it I love it. I yeah. love it. Listen, listen, I'm all for not the underdogs, because females are not an underdog, because trust me, I'm married. You know, I'm the <laughs> underdog in my household. But you probably had some individuals who probably just didn't see it that way. And you had to go head to oh, head yeah. with people and knowing quite well that people are like, well, I just don't understand. Explain it to me. Well, sometimes people don't want to ever understand it. And as long as they don't agree to it, mean it won't happen. Or back in the days, people would say, over my dead body. You know, things happen, man, and I'm just so proud of scouting that I'm a part of. I never could afford the uniform, so I couldn't be a scout. But at the same time, I've said it before and I'll say it again, I'd rather see a young black man in a scout uniform than a orange jail prison jumpsuit because Amen. I just know that scouting makes a difference. And I love the fact that a lot of the faith communities are involved in scouting. And, yes, I'll be the first to say if some people who – mothers and fathers entrusted their children to years ago that abused that trust. So we're not running away from that because God says, tell the truth in all things. So that's part of it. We're trying to rectify that through lawsuits and everything else, but also the young ladies, Bill. I am so proud that we have female Eagle Scouts and I'm proud when I see you on Facebook, excited about that too. What does that do to you? You have a daughter. What does that
0: do? i tell you what, when I see, I met, uh, we had six Eagle Scouts here in the Guilford County area, Forsyth County, and I got to meet them all. Unbelievable young women and proud of the fact that they work so hard. You know, the there's 343 steps to become an Eagle. Wow. We didn't change anything to become a female Eagle or a male Eagle. You're an Eagle for life. And, uh, you know, people were worried when we first started that we, it was going to cheapen the Eagle Award. Wow. And uh, you know the, the people that talked to me about that, I, I, I just said, tell me where you're coming from. Help me understand why you feel that. And they said, well, they're not going to be doing all the, all the same things. And I said, no, that's not true. So a lot of miscommunication. And uh, once people understand that, that we are not in it, we are actually improving it, quite frankly. We've added a, a merit badge that's coming out, a diversity uh, and inclusion that you have to have for an ego. that'll be coming out next year and uh, I got to look at some of the requirements it's going to be phenomenal
2: well phenomenal. Bill let me ask a question now, what makes us think that a bunch of men in a room in charge of a curriculum on who becomes an ego that we got it right. I yeah. mean, what, 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 the audacity that make us think that we got it right. And the fact that now nah, this young lady is going to be involved, by the, they're going to cheapen it. They're going to water it down. They're going to do the ego of the male ego. Oh, not ego and ego scout. Just yeah, ego. Yeah. We, sometime we're sometimes we're ridiculous. Sometimes we just, we need Jesus and our wives because we're ridiculous yep. sometimes. And we believe that crazy stuff that we believe.
0: We, I don't know. Some people come up with some strange things. I got to tell you, and when you hear them, you just go, "Really?" You, that's you know, and you can't say it sometimes because you're you're not in an environment to set them straight. But you, if you can get them off to the side and uh, and bring them into the home and sit them down, you know, people get it. People get, and, and the other thing is, Odell, you and I have trust in each other. Yes. So if you tell me something, I may disagree with you. I may not understand where you're coming from. But I trust you enough, we have that common ground, to give you the benefit of the doubt that say, if I spend a little time with Odell and get the backstory, maybe it's not a crazy idea as I thought it was
2: all day long. Hey, think about this. You know, I, Odell Cleveland, who couldn't afford his uniform to be in scouting or the membership dues, got the Whitney M. Young Junior Service Award Boy Scouts of America. That means so much to me. That means so it's much big to deal. me. That is a big deal. It is a big and deal. And you know what? It means a lot to God. It means a lot to God because the thing I love about becoming a Christian and understanding God has a second act, a third act. God opens doors. God closes doors. Sometime. It's like, God, I want to go in that door. I want to go in that door. And I'll close with this. It's interesting. It's a scripture that talks about the donkey, you know, and the donkey. Um, the, the, and I, I went to seminary. I should know it. But he was riding it. The prophet was riding the donkey, riding the donkey. And the donkey wouldn't go. The donkey wouldn't go. The donkey wouldn't go. The donkey wouldn't go. And it's like kicking the donkey. Why won't you go? Why won't you go? And the donkey turned around. And you know who this prophet was. Mm-hmm. The donkey turned around and said, don't you see what's in front of us? That if we go, he's gonna kill us. Sometimes we're the donkey. Sometimes God has to hold things back from us. Sometimes God has to close doors. Sometimes God has to close relationship. Sometimes God has to trip us up and make us go backwards into something because in our mind we think we see it all. Amen. But God sees it all, and God saw the fact that you and I would be here today. And also that we would have female young ladies, Eagle Scouts. Amen. And the Eagle Scout program is going to get better. Amen. And I claim that in the name of Jesus the Christ. Thank you, brother. Thank you, my friend.
1: Find Bill and Odell online at the common show. This podcast is a production of BG ad group. Darren Sutherland, Executive Producer. Jeremy Powell, Creative Director. Jacob Sutherland, Director. All rights reserved. This podcast is proudly sponsored by...